Good morning. Happy 4th of July. We're going to, today, for today, just today, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 12, 1 to 10, and also the Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. And, uh, well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, um, we'll, we'll read them. Um, and, uh, worry. So, and then you can follow up and read them again. So, Paul writes, I must go on boasting. Though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. An old man in Christ, who 14 years ago was caught up um, to the third heaven, whether in the body or um, or out of the, the body, I do not know. God knows, and I know that this man was caught up um, into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows, and, and he heard this things that cannot be told which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Now here's important, verse 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly on my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardship, persecutions, and calamities. But when I am weak, then I am strong. Now listen to Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 1-5. to and this is Ezekiel's call. He says, And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. And as he spoke to me, the Spirit entered into my, to me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I send you to the people of Israel, to nations of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants also are impudent and stubborn. I send you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, and whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. Thus our text. And you can read those again. Um, Paul's letter to the second Corinthians, letter to the Corinthians, verses twelve one to ten, or Ezekiel two and, and Ezekiel chapter two verse one to five. So again, happy Fourth of July. So what comes to mind when you think of the the fourth fireworks? And we'll have those today here in Reading uh, at the. Uh, Civic Center in Turtle Bay. How about a barbecue? Yeah, and I know a lot of people are barbecuing today. And it's all good stuff. But there's a reason why we celebrate the 4th. And we can't forget that. It was the day that the colonies declared their independence from England. And freedom was declared in some famous words of the Declaration of Independence, which starts, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unelizable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it was signed first by John Hancock and then by representatives from all the states. We still honor John Hancock by saying, put your John Hancock on there whenever we ask for a signature. And if you want to get a blank stare, ask someone for their Josiah Bartlett. I had shared that with you all before. Um, he was the second guy to sign, but nobody really remembers him. So this was an exciting day, a day of joy, a day of celebration. But what followed was anything but simple joy for, or easy. You see, every Independence Day, my thoughts race ahead 
what followed July 4th. Actually, they run all the way to December of 1776. They go to this point in history because it's here that history shows us how brittle, how fragile was the hope of independence. George Washington was commanding an army that was, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that was disintegrating before his eyes. It looked as if all hope for victory was gone. <coughs> excuse me, and he made a military blunder that had lost New York to the British Army. The Congress had fled from Philadelphia. <coughs> excuse me again, I'm sorry. Um, the Continental Army was low on gunpowder. Gun <coughs> excuse me, guns, food, and other supplies. <coughs> the civilians they had celebrated so hard, hard, heartily on July 4th, 5th, and 6th <coughs> were now wondering if it would be wisest just to give up at this point. Most of the soldiers would finish their enlistments on December 31st. And others didn't wait that long and simply deserted. George Washington's army <coughs> was about to be destroyed by British troops and German mercenaries. The future America was hanging by the threat. <coughs> Excuse me. And this makes the events of Christmas Day, 1776, all the more. Um, amazing. Washington led his troops across the Delaware River against incredible odds. There was hail and there was sleet. The, the ice flows. The, oper the operation took hours longer than originally thought. Two of the generals failed to join in the flight fight because of the bad conditions. But Washington led his troops against all odds on a nine-mile march and defeated the better trained and equipped uh, mercenaries and turned the war around. An almost impossible mission completed, and, and a seemingly undefeated enemy defeated. The future hung by a thread, but a thread was all it took. This is our history as Americans, and we got to cherish it <laughs> and be grateful of it. But for as great as this is, we have a richer and more amazing history and heritage as Christians. We have a great gift in the Bible. We can read um, our past, our present and future in the God-inspired book. <coughs> we can look at our history as people of faith, and we can see how time and time again it looked like our history hung on by a thread. But a thread was more than enough for God to sustain his people. My prayer is that we would be inspired to trust God, to trust his provision, to trust his grace as we look to the future and the times when it seems that our future may be vulnerable or fragile or in danger. We hear God's word to Paul in our own lives. My grace is sufficient for you, for you. And we realize that our faith never hangs by a thread, but that our hope and our faith is rooted in a God who, who hung on a cross, a God who accomplished the unthinkable, a God who did for us what was impossible for us to do on our own. Our future, our story, is rooted in forgiveness, the forgiveness that Jesus bought for us with his own blood and his own life. Our faith is forever connected to a tomb that was found empty and a savior that was found alive. There are not, these are not threads when it comes to God's relationship with you. There's only the solid rock of grace, the unmovable mountain of forgiveness, the living ocean of mercy, all given freely to you. We have been given a gift of faith. It has been passed down to us and by God's grace it rests in, in our hands. We have also inherited the struggle. 
the task of living out our faith and proclaiming our faith in the midst of rebellious people. It didn't die with Ezekiel. And at times it is tempting to give up hope, to be like those people in Washington's time who said, there's no way, let's just give up. But I pray God reminds us over and over again that he has never given up on us, that we have more than just a brilliant general and a father of a country to rely upon. But we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have the Father of all creation as our Father. And no matter how improbable the future seems, God will pull us through and sustain us in this fight until the day when he calls us home to our true homeland, a place with no tears, no struggles, no pain, no sin, and no doubt. But until then, the refrain shall echo in our ears, no matter the odds, my grace is sufficient for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may I never forget, may we never forget that your grace is sufficient for me. It is sufficient for us. Amen. Have a marvelous fourth. It is time to celebrate the freedom of our country, but more importantly, the freedom that we receive from our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, who God the Father sent for you and for me, for our town, for our state, for our country, for our world. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and remember, God's grace is sufficient for you. Go share some of that today with the love of God. God's blessings to you all. Be safe out there.